Hello and happy Wednesday. My name is Steph. And I'm Lex. And this is Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we revisit our childhood favorite movies and video games to see if they still hold up as adults. We are back and better than ever. We sure are. Hopefully. (laughs) We're back in average, guys. Yeah, we're back in just as obnoxious. (laughs) And today we are rewatching a film from 2003 that I admittedly have never seen before. It's so crazy to me. I feel like I've seen this movie 20 times. (laughs) And the worst part is, okay, so we're watching Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. And every time I tried to Google Sinbad, the actor came up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And if you guys don't know who Sinbad is, shame on you. um, And doom on you. (laughs) Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Doom on you. So welcome. Enjoy our, uh, we're going to have some fun today. Yeah. So as usual, we're going to get into some behind the scenes info and fun facts about the making of this film. Then we'll get into our review and decide whether or not Sinbad still holds up 19 years after its release. Sinbad Legend of the Seven Seas is a 2003 American animated adventure film produced by DreamWorks Animation and distributed by DreamWorks Pictures. The film was directed by Tim Johnson, who also directed Home and Ants, Oh wow! Patrick Gilmore, and it was written by John Logan, who also wrote on films such as Gladiator, Hugo, and Tim Burton's Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd is a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, never seen that one either. Oh, it's so good. It's really spooky, though. I don't know if you'd oh, like it, <laughs> but it's very gotcha. good. It's a musical. It's wonderful. I love it. See, I like spooky, but I like like hex girl spooky, like Scooby Doo yeah, spooky. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you want like cartoon spooky. Yes, like baby's first spooky. <laughs> Baby, yes. Baby's first creepy movie. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, is it Chen Po from Mulan where he just dips his toe in the water and he's like, okay, it's safe. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to scary movies. <laughs> So Sinbad stars the voice talents of Brad Pitt, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Michelle Pfeiffer, Joseph Fiennes, Dennis Haysbert, Jim Cummings, Ramon Hui, and our main man, Frank Welker. Yes. Sinbad blends elements from the classic folktales in 1001 Nights, otherwise known as Arabian Nights, and classical mythology, specifically Greek mythology. Yeah. It's so funny. I knew... That that was Dennis Haysbert's voice, but yeah. every time I hear him, he has such an iconic voice. But every time I hear him, I vo- my mind goes straight to what is the um, "Let's all state stand." Are you in good hands? Yeah, <laughs> you know Truly. you're in good hands yes, you when know. Dennis Haysbert <laughs> is on the cast list. He has such an iconic voice; like it's so he distinct. Does. <laughs> and he's been in so much. Like yeah. I remember watching him in the unit. But that voice, I'm just like, let's all state stand. Are you in good hands? Right. Yes. Yes, Dennis, we are. (laughs) So the film was released on July 2nd, 2003, and was considered a box office failure for DreamWorks, raking in $80.8 million on a $60 million budget. Overall, the film received mixed reviews. Critics praised the animation, action, and voice performances, but criticized the storyline and CGI. Yeah, well, what do critics know anyway? What do you know? (laughs) Put them up. Put them up. 
So after this film flopped, DreamWorks lost $125 million from this and previous films, which almost bankrupted the company. Sinbad is, to date, the final DreamWorks animation film to use traditional 2D animation, and the studio abandoned it in favor of computer animation. Mm. However, it's worth noting that DreamWorks did bring back 2D animation for a short film called Bird Karma in 2018. (laughs) A film I will not be watching. Yeah, no thanks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. Sounds like my nightmare. Um... (laughs) If you're like me and have never seen this film before, or if you haven't seen it since the early 2000s, here's a plot summary written by Anthony Pereira on IMDb. A fearless sailor named Sinbad is on a quest to find the magical legendary Book of Peace, a mysterious artifact that Eris, the wicked Greek goddess of chaos, has ultimately framed him for stealing. If he fails on this quest, his childhood friend, Prince Proteus of Syracuse, will take Sinbad's death penalty, while Eris gains a desired foothold of power in the world of mortals. I mean... We love a girl boss. <laughs> the tea. Listen, listen. I was here for the chaos. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We we'll get it. into it. <laughs> so for our fun facts, our first fun fact is that the stars of this movie actually didn't record with one another or meet until much later, which apparently mm. is a big thing with a lot of voice yeah. acting movies. So Michelle Pfeiffer and Catherine Zeta-Jones did not meet until the morning they were scheduled to appear on a daytime talk show together to promote the film. Wow. And then Brad Pitt and Catherine Zeta-Jones, who played love interests, did not even meet until the premiere. Wow. That's that so amazing wild? to me. That's yeah. so wild. That's got to be so hard. Like, I understand it's voice acting. You don't really have to, like, play out a scene. Right. But I feel like a lot of actors probably get really into it so that they can get into the headspace. Um, but at the same time, like, I would I would want to see who I'm acting alongside of or who I'm acting, like, across from, you know? like Yeah. I would want to see them. There's definitely some movies where they do actually get to go back and forth and bounce off each right. other. And I feel like those are the ones where you can really feel the chemistry between the actors. Yeah. So I don't think I'd be able to like sing in front of everyone. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. The voice acting. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I will get into it. I don't, I don't necessarily think that the voice chemistry was lacking in this, but I do think that it yeah. adds something a little special when people are in the same room. For sure. Um, so our next fun fact is that around this time, which around 2003, Sony and director Rob Cohen announced a live action adventure film, The Eighth Voyage of Sinbad, which would have top lined Keanu Reeves. Sadly, it never got past the pre production stages. I mean, I love Keanu Reeves, like with so do everything I. in my body. I yes. just what? <laughs> can we not right? can we not whitewash Sinbad, please? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. For real. Um, that would have been fun, though. I think I would love him as like another role in the movie. Yeah. Maybe not as Sinbad, but like would have loved it. Right. I would have loved him as uh, Prince Proteus. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So our third fun fact is that in the scene in which the entire crew, including Spike the dog, is losing their lunch after traveling at top speeds, you can hear a man in the background say, hey, where did he get that carrot? According to the filmmakers, that line was a joke someone said during story production that made everyone groan so much that they decided to put it in the movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's funny. I love when inside jokes make it into movies. <laughs> I also love that because it's such an actual thing that would happen if yeah. your dog threw up. Oh, yeah. It's like, when did you eat that? What even is that? Is that like, plastic? Like, what? <laughs> so accurate. Yeah. Totally. So accurate. All right, Lex. Let's get into it. I already said I've never seen this film before. Mm-hmm. Um, how much did you watch this as a kid? Oh, my brother and I had this on VHS. This was Ooh. a movie we really liked. Which is insane that you liked it so much and I never saw it. Yeah, yeah. We watched this a lot. We liked it a lot. I think we got it when I was going through a really big Greek history phase, like Greek and Roman, Ooh. like Greco-Roman history. Like I was really big yeah. into like mythology and all of that. So we got it around then, I think, which is probably about when it came out. But I was obviously like the goddess heiress and it all takes place yeah. kind of in like a Grecian sort of environment. So yeah, right. I, I loved it. Also had like sirens and stuff in it. So I was like yeah. sold on this movie. <laughs> right. Do you have any nostalgic memories of watching this as a kid? Like, what was your favorite part? I think my, my favorite character as a kid was always Eris. It was always the yeah. goddess Eris. Even now, she's still my favorite character. Yeah. I just thought she was so great and, like, evil, but evil in a way that, like, she wasn't just, like, one-dimensional. She was fun to watch, and her yeah. her little, like deal with Sinbad that we'll probably talk about like her deal with him I thought it was so clever I don't know there's just so much about it that I like really really enjoyed um but she I think she was like the main part that I just really sunk my teeth into and how her hair like never sat still and it was always moving and she's always moving and I was like this is potentially one of my favorite animated characters of all time (laughs) right I mean she was a petty queen yeah 100% So let's get into our rewatch. Yeah. What was it like for you to watch this? <laughs> it was very interesting. Um, I actually really enjoyed the premise. I thought that it was really cool and such an interesting, such an interesting adventure film. Yeah. It was so different from all the other kids movies that we've watched. It kind of reminded me of like Quest for Camelot in the sense that it's kind of more like rugged and raw and like it has like a more serious I don't know how to describe it it has more serious I guess um like tones to it yeah like the stakes are higher yeah yeah Um, because somebody's gonna die literally (laughs) mm -hmm. yeah although I will say uh Prince Proteus kind of looked like John Rolfe from Pocahontas 2 mixed with Ruber from Quest for Camelot (laughs) like he looked like a young Ruber (laughs) I was very confused I thought it was cool. Um, I think Proteus was a very underrated character mm-hmm. in this movie. He was such a good friend. Like, he really believed in Sinbad. He was, and, like, too good. Yeah. Like, to a point where I was like, is he okay? Yeah, like, like maybe don't put your neck out on the line for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like, do not put your neck out on the line. Right. But, like, I also thought that he was so kind and mm-hmm. I was kind of confused like because even at the end he tells what's her name Marina right. he's like oh you fell in love like go be with Sinbad right yeah spoiler alert everyone but he <laughs> um he basically gives her up and I'm like you just 
put your life on the line and now you're like, okay, Marina, like go be with the one you love. Like, yeah. Such a good guy. Such a good, like if your fiance went off with a dude who you are sticking your neck out on the line for, not knowing if he's actually going to come back and save you and like yeah. make sure you don't get executed. And then he does come back, but he's going to get executed. But then your fiance tells you that she fell in love with him while she was away. Like it's, yeah. he is a saint. <laughs> I would be pissed. I'm like, I don't know if he's just that good a guy or if he's yeah. just like dumb. Yeah. And like yeah, gave truly. up on everything. <laughs> Maybe the people just wore him down. Yeah. I don't understand. Probably. The poor executioner had to be tripping balls the entire time. <laughs> he was like, my like, sword. <laughs> right? He's like, where else am I going to get these weapons? Yeah. Like he, two of his weapons broke. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Like, literally. <laughs> I feel like it's either those were his only two weapons or it's like the sky high scenario where he's got like a drawer just full of extras (laughs) he's always got these like these gods always be doing wild stuff yes i'm like he clearly does not get paid enough for this job oh 100 (laughs) percent i thought spike was adorable he reminded me of my my dog gunner apparently he tested so well with audiences they added like seven new scenes with him because people loved him so much which makes sense he's great I love that. He was adorable. So cute. Although at the end, I was like, are you kidding me? Like when they fi- when Sinbad and Marina finally kiss and he just slobbers all over them. Oh, I yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And I feel kind of dumb for admitting this. But <laughs> when I first saw this, when the first time I watched this last week, uh-huh. I thought Marina was Eris in human form. Oh. Like they were drawn so similarly to yeah. me. Yeah. That I didn't notice it was a different person. Oh, yeah. The faces are so similar. Yeah. And like Sinbad was so confused when he saw her or like so shook when he saw her that I was like, is that Eris? Yeah. But honestly, that could have been a cool or like a really cool twist. Oh, God. (laughs) That would have been a really cool twist. But anyways, so (laughs) the one thing I didn't really understand was Eris's character like not just going to take the book. At first, you know, like she she basically pulls Sinbad in and she's like, obviously, she's the goddess of chaos. So right. She's like trying to cause trouble. But right. I thought it was funny how she like framed Sinbad, but e- easily just went in and took the book. Well, so it feels like she knew that Proteus was going to like offer himself up. And then if, like, the ruler dies, then she can, like, have the foothold. So it's like, it's like she knew that, like, Sinbad was a piece of crap. And so she was like, oh, well, like, I can frame him, but his best friend would never let him die. She's like, yeah, she has such, like, a warped plan. And, like, it would have been, it easily could have failed, I think, if Proteus had been, like, slightly less generous of a person, you know? Yeah. Like, if he hadn't offered himself up, then, like, what was she going to do, you know? Yeah. And it was funny because she said that at the end. She was like, um, or like Sinbad said, you knew he would have sacrificed himself. Right. Um, and it would have launched the whole city into chaos. Right. But um, I just thought it was so funny how she was like, okay, Sinbad, um, I want you to steal this book. But yeah. you know what? I'm just going to go do it myself. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I was like, why didn't you just do this before if you yeah. wanted the book so bad? <laughs> It it was kind of strange. Like, I wish that they had added something where it was like a mortal had to give her the book. Like, yeah. she couldn't trick her way into it. Like, it kind of seemed a little strange that she was able to just, like, sneak in and take it herself. She's a goddess. <laughs> yeah, she is. I also thought it was hilarious how all the men 
in this film were drawn with like the strongest chins. Yeah. <laughs> they had powerful chin chin action yes. in this. Like, <laughs> like why were you, why was your chin so yes. long? It goes like halfway down your neck. Like, can we relax? Right. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like you guys don't even need swords. Your chins could cut through glass. Yeah. Like, could cut diamonds. Truly. Um, <laughs> I like the part where the I actually really liked that Eris kept like sending in um or she sent in a monster that one time. Yeah. I wish we would have seen her do that more. Yeah. I liked her little like inserts and then I really liked how they incorporated Did she send in the bird too? Sorry. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember if she sent in the bird, but I was like, I loved that she did that. I just kind of assumed that she was like the foil to everything they were doing. Mm-hmm. But she, I really like that they incorporated how she lived at the end of the world or like the edge of like the world. Yeah. Cause that's so cool. Cause like obviously at that time period, they really believed the earth was flat. And so I yeah. thought it was super cool how they like kept in line with that, where like, the yeah. earth is flat because that's all they know. And like, of course they tumble off the edge of the world. And I just thought that was like such a cool choice that I've never seen yeah. done in another movie where they're like, yeah, what if the earth was actually flat? You know, like, cause yeah. I, to be clear to our listeners, I am not a flat earther, but, <laughs> but I thought it was neat how they incorporated like that type of like knowledge and mythology yeah. into this movie. Yeah, for sure. One thing I really liked about this was how like realistic some of the parts were. Yeah. Or how how some of the parts felt like actual reactions people would have. Right. I, especially in Sid Bad's case. I thought that um Brad Pitt his voice acting was really good as well as Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. um and everyone else, but honestly, I thought that a few of the lines that stuck out to me were was the ones where um the fish was pulling the boat and they all got nauseous overnight. Yeah. Cause like at first you're like, Oh, this is so cool. Like they're able to just ride into the horizon or whatever. Right. And, um, the next morning they're all like sick and throwing up. And, um, another part that I thought was really funny was the part where the giant bird, which by the way, my nightmare comes in <laughs> and, like takes Marina away. Right. And he's like, everyone else sees the bird, but Marina, no, she's looking the other way. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was really funny. I love that. Um, Or to give that guy a raise, the guy that gets eaten and then spat back out and he still fights. Yeah. It's like, give that guy a raise. I love that Marina was the one who saved all of them from the sirens. Yeah. I love the siren scene. I love when people put sirens into movies. I'm like always <laughs> super into it. I I just love yeah. it. I love how they did it in this scene and or just in this movie. I loved yeah. how they like did that whole concept in this um, and how, yeah. again, she was the only one not affected. I choose to believe that it was not because she's a girl and it was because she was just like, guys, <laughs> like she's just too smart for it. She's too intelligent. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked how they did it in this movie. Um, just rewatching it as an adult, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And like, it's a good moment for her, I think, for her character development, especially. I agree. I thought that was really funny, especially that she got to like whoop Sinbad's ass yeah. the whole time too. Like she's trying to save them and she's like hitting him in the head with giant planks. And yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just destroying him. I thought Kale was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, 
he was just sitting back like, I'm here for the tea. I don't care. I'm just here for a good time. He's like, I mean, I don't want to die, but like, I'm just going to stay and see what happens. (laughs) The one thing I thought this this movie was missing Mm -hmm. was after Eris got the book of peace, um, they showed the whole city going dark and there was like an earthquake kind of thing that happened. Right. One thing I kind of wish that had happened um as well was seeing more destruction in the city oh yeah or like, like a greater impact yeah because at the end it was like yay sinbad got the book he's all is saved like everything's light again but all it did was get bright yeah i kind of wish that there was more like maybe there were like monsters or like a plague or um Maybe there were constant earthquakes and like more and more buildings kept getting destroyed or something until the capital was left. I would have loved if they had done it as kind of like, do you remember in Hercules when they're like, oh, do I? This Was that before or after the yeah. earthquake? That's the locust. And like, I wish they had yes. done like a bunch of those, like almost like Prince yes. of Egypt level, like, like curses upon the land. Like I yes. wish we had seen kind of some of that because otherwise I'm like, okay, so like, what's the purpose of the book like yes what how does it tie in how did the book get there like I just I have too many questions yeah. about the book of peace that I wish that's it I'm <laughs> yeah that's it I'm moving to Sparta I'm moving to Sparta <laughs> um but yeah I kind of wish that we had seen just how much of an impact it has because yeah I agree with you like an mm-hmm. earthquake and it going dark is like yeah that's scary but like yeah how does it actually affect everybody like how does it actually affect day-to-day or like just in general like why is it so traumatic to lose this right um and it also kind of made me not really build a connection with the people or right. with um proteus and his dad right because i was like yeah proteus is this like awesome guy but you don't see him or his dad like being um like caring for the people you you're like why should i care if these people's like city goes down right like, you're just telling me that they're that it's dark and dreary but like what is the real threat right right and then not gonna lie i think that the I think the critics were a little right about the CGI in some of the scenes. Yeah, it felt a little blocky. Yeah, some of them like took me out of it a little bit. Right. I I didn't really mind it as much. I thought it could have been much worse, but it could have been Quest for Camelot level bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could have. But yeah, that was one of the other things. And then I would say the last the last like issue I had with this movie um, is that I didn't really understand Proteus and Sinbad's friendship. Like they were yeah. best friends when they were little, but he sees Marina and leaves without saying anything. Like, right. In what world would your best friend just up and leave? Like after seeing someone and also yeah. like, yeah, she's stunning. But what if she was a horrible person? Like, what if you met her and she was just a giant jerk? Like, yeah. I just didn't understand that whole part of it. He was like, I left because I saw the most beautiful thing on a boat. And she was like, and what was it? And he was like, you. And I was like, that's why you left? Yeah, that's why you went away? Okay. Really? Yeah. I also wanted more context for, like, how long were they friends before he met Like, And then... I also wanted to know what has kept them bonded all this time in a yeah. way that Proteus would be willing to literally put his life and kingdom on the line for Sinbad's exactly. character. Like, yeah, just because you knew somebody when you were a kid, 
unless you are meeting them now and still like understanding that they still have characteristics of that, like people change, right? Like people change even yeah. over like 10 years. So I guess I just didn't really understand what made him so confident in Sinbad's character since they apparently haven't seen each other since they were very young. Right. I completely agree. And I kind of wish that Proteus had been like searching for him. Yeah. um, It just, it kind of seemed like Proteus was also okay with not seeing Sinbad. Like he was like, I don't see or hear from you in 10 years. And then you show up here and you rob me. Like he was mad about that. But at the same time, I'm like, that was your best friend. And you didn't like go searching for him. Like you didn't. Right. The whole that whole friendship was kind of strange, yeah. But that's not to say I didn't enjoy them, like their bond. I just didn't really connect with it as much. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. It's like I didn't dislike any of the bonds or any yeah. of the relationships in this. It's just like you just wanted more, you know. You just wanted yeah. more behind all of it. Even just like flashbacks of the two of them, like running into right. each other over the years, and maybe Sinbad, like. If he stole like a satchel of gold, he like tosses it back to Proteus or something, you know, just something that would tell us why he had so much faith in Sinbad after all this time, you know, like something that gives us a glimmer. Yeah. Even like how they met. Like, yeah. for example, Sin- Sinbad was saying that he he did something and got in trouble and Proteus like jumped down and they fought together. And I'm like, I want to see it. I want to see you guys kicking butt together. I would like to see it, please. <laughs> Sir. Show us the memory. <laughs> Sir Dreamwork, can you please show us? <laughs> I mean, honestly, overall, I thought this film was really entertaining, even with all its flaws. Um, I mean, there are no perfect movies, and if there was, it'd be Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> so but, true. So true, bestie. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still fun. Yeah. Um, it was still a lot of fun. I just, another thing, I didn't really understand what age group this was meant for. Yeah. It was definitely too scary to show, like, kids that are younger than, like, six or seven. Yeah, I think I watched this when I, like, for the first time when I was, like, nine or ten. So I think maybe for like that age group that's like school aged, but not quite into like preteen era where they're like, I'm too cool for this. Like it's like that, that very narrow window, I think between like seven and eight and then maybe like 11 or 12. Like you just got to You got to get them right in that window and then you're like solid. Right. And then last but not least. I will say I liked the music in this a lot. I thought yeah. it did a really good job of building up the tension. And so Harry Gregson Williams did a fantastic job at composing this movie. Yeah, 100%. So do you have anything else to add? Just that this was really fun to rewatch. Um, I really have not watched this since I was a kid. So it was really, really great to actually jump back into this and watch it and yeah it was it was a good time it was just as much fun as I remember when I was a kid Uh, obviously we look at all of this from an adult lens but the storyline was still as fun it just reminded me of like sitting on the couch with my brother and like watching this like repeatedly so it was it was good it was so worth it what was your favorite part or I should say what's your favorite part now I know you said before it was everything with Eris in it but do you have a different favorite part now Ooh, or a character that you identify with now Eris is still number one for me. Um, (laughs) I really like the whole bathtub scene when she's watching him through the bubbles. Yeah. But I, like I said, I also just really love the whole them going off the edge of the world type concept. Like 
that as a kid to me was like, oh, haha, mythology. But like now that I'm a, I'm an adult, I'm like, that's such a cool concept to put right. into a movie and especially a fantasy movie like this. Like I just really loved it. Um, yeah, that, I think that was probably like my new favorite. I think as a kid, it was literally just like, Eris is floating and her hair never sits still. But now <laughs> I'm like, like the concepts that they put into this, like the mythology, like that yeah. was really, really cool to me. Honestly, I kind of wish that we had seen more of the gods. Like, I kind of wish yeah. at the end we would have seen a god come in and be like, really, Eris, again? Yeah, like, get your uh, stuff together. <laughs> 100%. Right. But also, uh, I thought that might have been too much. But then, yeah, I think my favorite part, just from seeing it the first time, and it was a part that I thought was really cool, was at the end mm-hmm. where they are in Tartarus. Yes. Because... I don't know why, but that part was really cool. Like what they came up with, with the sand going down and up and you see the soldiers and and then the constellations like drop and they're all the creatures and stuff. And um, one thing I really liked about that scene too is, and it's something so small, but I thought it was a really good detail to help you build more of a connection with um, Marina and Sinbad as a couple. I liked how when they fell and they kept like stumbling the whole time because they couldn't really get their footing when they right. dropped into Tartarus. Uh, the whole time Sinbad's arm is around her, like trying to yeah. like, guide her or protect her or whatever. And I thought that was a really cool touch because it could have easily been like them falling into each other. But I liked how the animators were like, we're going to have him like try to protect her or try to like make sure she's okay by like having his arm around her the whole time. Right. And it was something so small. And then there's also I just want to note. I can't remember what time it was, but it was one of the parts where Proteus and Marina are together like by themselves and they're just talking. I think it's th- like the first scene where they're on the uh, balcony talking to each right. other. And he like goes to grab her arm. The animators had him grab her um grab her breast and um I was uncomfortable for about a split second. And I know it wasn't <laughs> on purpose, but they did it. And I was like <laughs> what on earth like did nobody notice this like am I the only one who noticed they were like close enough that's near the arm like he's like marina (laughs) squeeze like (laughs) I was like what on earth but yeah I like I really enjoyed the Tartarus part yeah it's just cool just the way that they recreated and conceptualized so many different aspects of mythology in this movie was just it's just interesting it's so cool because they're not things I've ever seen done before and I think that's what was that really stood out it sounds like to both of us just really stood out as like how different heard of these yeah like I've heard of these concepts I've seen them in other movies but yeah this this movie took a very very unique and original spin on everything and I Mm -hmm. think we both really appreciated that Yeah, definitely. So let's get into our critic ratings. Let's do it. So for critic ratings, Sinbad Legend of the Seven Seas received a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 45% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 56% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and 3 out of 5 stars on Common Sense Media. Now for our ratings, we can rate Sinbad on a scale from A plus to F minus. A plus meaning this film was such a captivating adventure, it had so much heart, and the story was really cool. F minus meaning the critics were definitely right about this one. It was painful, dragged out endlessly, and I will not be revisiting this anytime soon. Based on this rating scale, how would you rate the 2003 film Sinbad? 
I would give this a B, B minus, I think. Yeah. It's not something that, again, I'm going to turn to immediately and be like, oh my God, I have to watch Sinbad today. But yeah. I thought it was cute. I thought that the originality of it and the voice acting, I thought all of those were like massive points in its favor. I do agree that some of the animation was really dated and yeah. kind of blocky and didn't fit. Though yeah. again, I do think Eris's animation was by far the best out of everybody in oh, the movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it left me wanting more in a lot of parts. So I think probably B minus. I think that's that's a pretty safe bet for me. Yeah. What about you? I agree. I'm kind of between B minus C plus. Um, I probably will not rewatch this anytime soon. I did think it was really cool. Um, besides Sinbad's strong ass forehead <laughs> that goes straight into his nose. Him and his five head against the world. Right. And his strong chin. I can't even. I did enjoy watching this. I thought it was very entertaining. I'm probably going to go more towards a B minus for this one. But I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it had its yeah. flaws. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those movies that you're happy you watched it. You don't necessarily need to go back and rewatch yeah. it. Yeah. Like you ha- you're happy you had the experience, you know? Yeah. I definitely don't think it's worth a 45% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's very low. <laughs> <laughs> I think critics just probably destroyed this movie. I don't understand why, right. but they're like, it's the era of 3D animation. Why are right. you still making 2D movies? <laughs> like get with the program. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it was a perfectly reasonable movie. It great was perfectly average. <laughs> great for school age children, just like us. Perfectly average. <laughs> We're a little above average. We're B minuses. We're okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. The rest of our April watch list can be found on social media. So go give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at Chasing Childhood Podcast and on Facebook at Just Chasing Childhood. We have a lot of fun planned for this month and you don't want to miss it. So give us a follow. And if you'd like to request a film or just reach out and say hi, our DMs are always open and we can be reached at chasingchildhoodpodcast at gmail.com. Woo! Thanks yeah. for joining, guys. Thank you. And then also, um, if you guys would like to send us questions or tell us what your favorite Chasing Childhood moment has been so far. We're going to feature yes. we're going to feature whatever you guys send us on our next episode. Yeah, please do. Please do. We love 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 to hear from you guys. So, yes. absolutely send us something. Definitely. Bye everyone. See you next week. Thanks everybody. Bye.